Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle, and you know us. We're that HR dashboard that's helping all of you HR people leaders out there to remove the manual, tedious, and time-consuming process of HR reporting. That's right. We know when most of you are looking to either answer questions about your workforce or put together some type of presentation or board deck for your team that you have to log into a bunch of different HR systems and pull all these messy, terrible spreadsheets to try to pull all this together. You're always scratching your head thinking there needs to be a better way. Well, look no further. That's why we created Employee Cycle, an HR dashboard with pre-built integration connectors to the most popular HR systems you're all using. Systems like ADP, Paylocity, Bamboo HR, Namely, UltiPro, 15.5, Lattice, Reflective, Lever. Too many for me to say in this intro. You simply connect all your systems. We pull in all your data so that you can view, share, track, and analyze all your people data from one place. Want to learn more? Go to EmployeeCycle.com. Check us out. We'd love to give you a demo and explore how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Maureen Cauley. She's the VP of People at Sadfa. And today we're going to discuss how to move your workforce from clicks to bricks. Maureen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. Awesome. And so, Maureen, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? How did I end up in the wonderful world of HR? That's a great question. I, well, I started my career with Target. And so if you might be familiar, Target has a manager and training program. And so it's a field, field retail position. So you start off in a Target store. And fortunately, one of the rotations that I was able to go through was HR. And I loved it. I didn't expect to love it as much as I do, but I did. And, you know, that's what I've been doing ever since. Awesome. So today we're discussing moving your workforce from clicks to bricks. And I think that this spectrum of clicks to bricks is very interesting. But to make sure that our audience knows exactly what we're talking about here, what does that mean? to go from clicks to bricks. Sure. So the clicks part refers to websites. So clicking on your computer. Um, bricks would be brick and mortar retail. So Sattva is a company that was founded online. We sell mattresses, luxury mattresses online directly to consumers. And we're opening up retail stores. So unlike a lot of companies where you start with a physical presence and then you realize that to be competitive, you need to have a website, you need to sell online. This company is is doing the opposite, where we have a really successful online business, and to reach even more consumers, we're building these viewing rooms, which are a physical representation of our website. It, it's a cool concept. It is. It's been very interesting to see this trend. Other companies like Warby Parker have done the exact same thing. Right. So it's pretty cool. And so as we think about this, clicks to bricks. As you started off with e-commerce, I'm sure that your company is ridiculously busy right now, especially during COVID and 
e-commerce was already amazing and growing very fast, but COVID really accelerated people who even wanted to go buy things in person to then just put all their money online. And so how has that impacted your company and how has that impacted the workforce? It's a great question. So Sath is a company that's done really well over the past 10 years since it was founded, but really over the past couple of years, the growth of our business has been tremendous as more and more people become familiar with the brand, as our marketing team does tremendous work in promoting our brand and brand awareness. And then our delivery teams continue to deliver the best in class customer service that the company set out to provide. We're seeing a tremendous path for growth in front of us. And so that's where, from a workforce perspective, you probably hear the term scale, scalability all the time, but that's really what we're doing is we're growing so quickly. I spend a lot of time thinking about how to support our growth as we, you know, continue with our strategies online, but then also moving offline into physical presence as well. So you mentioned that your company started off as an online digital presence. Yes. So from a workforce position, role standpoint, what were the majority of the roles that you had hired prior to opening up your physical locations? Uh, So that's a great question. Our workforce, when you think about an e-commerce company, you think about the website. And so you probably imagine web designers, digital product developers, because of the promotion of our brand that you'll see, you think about our marketing team and our analytical teams and all of those functions we have. And I might be biased, but I think we have some of the best people doing that work. What you might not think about when you're thinking about an e-commerce company is how does the physical product get from wherever it's manufactured to the consumer who purchases it? And so in addition to the technical functions, we have a very strong customer service team that makes up at least half of our employee population. And so those are the people that when you call in to the number that you want to see on our website, when you type into a chat, um, that's who you're talking to. You'd also have the people who are helping to support the mattress and getting from the factory through the through the distribution channel and to the consumer with with um, white glove delivery. That's actually part of Satva's model. That's a little bit different than some of our competitors. Is there's a white glove delivery service and also um, Satva takes your mattress away and your old mattress, so you don't have to worry about what to do with it. So I guess all of that to say, when you think about the kinds of roles that are necessary for e-commerce, it's a very very broad range of different functions that are required to be in the business that we're in. And for the employees that you had primarily for the digital e-commerce site, were they full-time, part-time? Did everybody have to work on site? Can anybody work from home or remote? What does that look like? It's a great question. So we have an office in Austin, Texas, and that's where most of our technical functions were located. And we also have a headquarters in Whitestone, Queens, where most of our customer service and fulfillment functions are located. Over the past year, our team's been remote, almost 100% remote. We bring customer service employees in to our Whitestone location for hands-on training. Uh, We do two weeks of mattress school, believe it or not, for all of our new hires. So all of our new hires learn about the product, touch, feel, they understand what it is they're talking to customers about. So those, there are job functions that do require an in-person component. Retail, of course, is one of them. 
But over the past, gosh, year and a half now, we've got employees all over the country because co-location, as we learned during COVID, is is nice and we love that, but it's not always day-to-day necessary. Got it. And just speaking of the mattress school, I mean, it, sometimes it's hard for me to just pay attention or it was hard for me to pay attention in school while I remember back in college. So to think about learning anything while sitting or laying on a mattress, good good for them to be able to make it through. <laughs> it's, it's not quite that way. We don't have that. We, it's not a reclining mattress school, but adult learning is actually a whole other topic. Very fascinating. And, and you know, part of, again, Safa's mission to deliver best-in-class customer service requires us to have some of the best-trained customer service reps out there. And so investing that training in all of our new hires, I think, goes a very long way. That's very interesting. And so as you move through this transition of clicks the brakes going from this really popular, exciting, fast-moving online e-commerce digital property and now moving into these physical showrooms, how does that change the culture of the business? A great question. Change the culture of the business. I might, I might say that it amplifies the culture in a lot of different ways. And so what I mean by that is the company is customer service oriented and product oriented. And so when we create more opportunities for not only our customers, but also our employees to touch and feel our product, it increases that connection even further. Got it. And so as you move to these in real life or IRL locations, as people will call them, what are the job titles and functions that you'll now have? And are there functions that will cross both sides of the business now, or is it pretty split between e-commerce versus showrooms? Bruce, that is a fabulous question. And I'll tell you why. There is a role that crosses directly between the physical viewing room and the website. And that we're calling it a flex customer service rep. And why flex? Because if you went into our viewing room, we actually have pods of customer service reps who, who will work there. And they're interacting with customers calling into the website. They're also interacting with customers who come into the store. So they have the opportunity to um, be across both spaces, right? The physical space and the digital space. And so when we talk about our viewing rooms, our viewing room, um, we have one now in, in, in Midtown Manhattan, it feels like our website feels. So, and what I mean by that is the environment that we've created is very comfortable. It's a luxurious environment. The customer service that people receive in the viewing room is really second to none. It's actually, it's kind of amazing because when you're in Manhattan and you're feeling all the buzz and the energy and people are moving quickly, and then you walk into this viewing room it's like, it's so peaceful and it gives you a break. So people enjoy that, that shopping experience. And even if they don't purchase anything, we're still very happy to educate them about the product. That's really what we're there for. So you asked about roles, titles. So of course we have viewing room managers and I'm actively interviewing now to fill those roles in our soon to be opening locations. And what I'm amazed by is how much talent is out in the market right now. So the, the caliber of candidates that we're seeing is really exceptional because of so much change and disruption in physical retail. Um, we have the opportunity to, to connect with people and bring people onto our team 
in in a really in a really exciting way and at a very exciting pace. That's interesting and also great to hear that you're actually seeing a lot of great talent come through the door because currently, and I just want to give a quick timestamp, today is May 27th, 2021. A lot of companies are experiencing a huge labor crunch as there's been a pretty tight labor market across many industries. And so that that statement that you made about what's happening with retail and how it's transforming into this new post-COVID world, I'm curious, how do you believe that's affecting your ability to still be able to hire great and quality candidates when a lot of other industries and companies can't? Uh, You're referring to the trend of folks looking for remote work and not necessarily in person. Partly it's that or because of government subsidies People are willing to just wait it out, or people have just removed themselves from the workforce. It's for a lot of different reasons. Right, right. Yeah, I guess in some ways I should say that we're lucky. Um, we're lucky that we have a strong team here in recruiting um, that knows where to find people who'd be interested in Sapa, who'd be interested in us. You know, I, I have to say the team that I'm working with to do the hiring in the viewing room is engaging and. You you do you can see the connection building in the interview process, and so I think treating candidates the way that you would treat employees, um, understanding that brick and mortar can be challenging. Right, you're dealing with the public. Um, it 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 is certainly in person. We as a company are very committed to the team that we have and to building our team with great talent. So. What we're finding is that, A, people are drawn to the company. Um, the clicks to bricks concept is attractive to somebody who's looking to do something different within retail. And then I think part, you know, part of what drew me to Safa is the momentum that the company is building. People want to be a part of that, especially when so many other retailers are experiencing kind of the crunch and slide in the other direction. People want to be with a growing company. That's awesome. And so another question that I have as you're going through this transformation from this behind your computer all day workforce to now being in person with other real peoples in real life, as you know, I will continue to say, how is that, or how do you anticipate it will affect the way that you manage the different functions? So we talk to a lot of companies where they're managing performance management in a certain way or employee engagement, sending out surveys, or doing different things from Zoom. But if you're now adding in another cohort of employees that will be, just call it non-desk people and people who will just purely work in person at the re- at the retail location and then go home, does that affect any of the functions of HR and how you'll manage them? It does, of course. You know, that being said, something that I'm personally passionate about, passionate about, excuse me, is not silent siloing or cordoning off different groups of employees. So what I mean by that is inclusive policies. So ensuring that if comfort, for example, is an important brand, part of our brand, right? We want our employees to be comfortable. We want our, our customers, of course, to be very comfortable. Extending that in the, it, as, a, as a manner of courtesy, um, 
across all the different, you know, desk and as you said, non-desk employees goes a long way and employees can feel that. Talking about bringing on a large cohort of non-desk employees, non-desk doesn't mean non-growth. And so something that I think that we're passionate about as a company is the growth of our employees to stretch. And again, because we're growing, there's opportunities for that. So of course, different employees segments have different needs, right? And state by state, there's different legislation that we'll need to follow and accommodate. But overall, um, I think if you take a strong employee value proposition and you stretch it across all your employees in the most consistent and fair way that you can, you know, on the whole, your, your workforce will be much happier. What's the hardest thing about transforming your workforce from being totally digital to an actual in-person contacting other people, non-desk employee population? What's the hardest thing about it? Well, maybe, maybe the pace, maybe it's this company, but the pace at which we're doing it, how quickly we're, we're growing again, good challenge to have, but the speed at which we're moving, because it's not, you wouldn't say that technology and digital employees are standing still, right? So you don't have the opportunity to press the pause button on one employee population while you scale up the other. Everything's growing, everything's moving forward. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, there are so many components from a legal perspective that aren't fully settled. And so when you want to be a best in class employer, you have to be conscious of what's required of you and then also what the right thing to do is. And it seems to be changing all the time. So I guess the hardest part is, yeah, is the pace, the pace of change. Got it. And the last question, Maureen, for anyone that is going through the same process where they're either going from clicks to bricks or they might be going the other way breaks the clicks where they were in person and then they're opening up this digital component of their business. What is the mindset that the HR or the people leader has to have in order to make sure that this transformation goes off successfully? That's a good question. I think it's being clear on what your North star is. And so if our North star as a company is great customer service, that has to lead all of your decision-making. And so as an HR person, right, we, we know that happy employees will give you happy customers. And so not being bogged down in kind of tangents or kind of outside noise, if you will, and staying really focused on the company's mission and the company's employee value proposition, um, that, that laser level of focus allows you to make clear decisions and, and move forward with them. Maureen, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest. And I appreciate you allowing us to be the very first podcast you've been on, making your global podcast debut. So thank you so much for this. Really appreciate you sharing all your wisdom, thoughts, and experience around this transformation of Clicks to Bricks. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you. It's been a great, great conversation. Thank you. Awesome. So Maureen, where can people find you and Sattva online? Sure. So you can find Safa at www.safa.com and you can find me on LinkedIn. Great. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info on the show notes. So everyone out there listening, if you enjoyed this episode as much as Maureen and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a quick note to let us know that we're providing great content. 
Also, if this is your very first time listening to any of our interviews, and you either came here because you're already a huge super fan of Maureen, and you just had to hear what she was going to say, or you thought that the topic was pretty compelling, but now you're hungry for more episodes, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.